Welcome back to Starting Your Teaching Career. I'm C. Northington Purdy. Today we're going to talk about the paper preparation that is necessary in order to uh, obtain a teaching career. There is a lot of it. It can be daunting. If you're like me, you don't really enjoy filling out forms and things. I've, I've never been a fan. But hey, if you know what to do, it'll be a breeze. I'm going to try to make it easy for you. I'm going to list in this podcast the things that you're going to need to bring with you. And in future podcasts, we'll talk in depth about a few of them because some of them are really important, extremely important. So let's get started. Resume, curriculum vita, CV, what are they asking me for? What, what's the difference between a resume and a curriculum vita and a CV? What are they? What do they want me to write? Here's the thing. Resume and curriculum vita mean the same thing. They're referring to the same thing. CV is the acronym for curriculum vita. Now, why the differentiation? Well, if you are applying for a position in uh, corporate America, perhaps, you're not going to be really working with a curriculum. A curriculum is something that you encounter in a position of education, whether it be university or K-12 or even preschool. Curriculum is what you work with. Curriculum is the roadmap that you have to follow in order to educate the students. Therefore, the term for your life story, your life summary, curriculum vita, which is Latin, it, it, it's, that's, what, that's what your resume will be. Refer to it as such. Curriculum vita. Unlike 20, 30 years ago, the internet has made it easy to spot fraud. However, however, just to be on the safe side, it's nice to have a copy, an informal copy of your transcript. The one that you can download from the internet with your own password from your university very important. It takes, when you request a formal transcript of your grades from your college, it takes a while. It can take a while. Some colleges are really quick about it, but I've yet to see one. The best thing to do, get your copy off of the internet, print it out. It's going to say that it's a student copy, but that's all right. The important thing is you are providing tangible proof that you graduated from college. On your transcript, it's going to say that you fulfilled somewhere on there. It's going to say that you fulfilled the requirements for whatever um, BSBA, whichever one you BFA, whatever you have. And it'll be proof of that. And and it will be proof that you are an expert in your field because they it will contain the, the courses that you took in your major that you plan to teach. So if you're applying to be a math teacher, let's say. A principal and administrator can look 
at your transcript and say, oh, wow, look at all those A's and B's and math. Great. And that's what you want. You want them to see just how proficient you've been in that subject. So sure, they can order or you can order a transcript from the university and it should come in a sealed envelope and you won't get to see it, but they'll see that you were telling the truth that you really did do well. And that's the whole idea. Copy of your transcript. The next important item is proof of your certification. That can be a copy of a certificate that you've been given by your state or a scan of a copy that was sent to you that just has somewhere on that paper that you have been granted certification or a screenshot of the website that uh, has evidence of your certification. Very important, if you are applying to public school, you have to be certified. Schools um, that are parochial or private, some private uh, schools don't necessarily require, they don't all require certification. But if you're applying to a public school and most charter schools, you're gonna need to be certified and show proof that you are certified in the areas in which the school is hiring. Although I doubt that someone would ask for copies or evidence of this, you will need to have had a skin test um, to make sure you don't have any contagious skin diseases, uh, the, the priorities for this vary from state to state. So you might live in a state where they don't require that. Make sure you have that all done before your interview. You have to be fingerprinted and background checked as well, which is, don't resist. <laughs> it's very important now. Um, if there's a reason that you think that your background, there's something in your background that might cause questions. You might want to look into that now and see what you can do to rectify it. Because in this age of strangeness, it's important that our children feel safe and that you feel safe. Letters of recommendation, very, very important. Step one, ask three people if they would be willing to represent you if necessary, because sometimes people, when they uh, are interested in you, they will ask you, can, are there three people that you trust that we can call and just kind of get a character sketch of you? In which case you need to, reach out to those people beforehand and ask them if they would be willing to receive a phone call from someone asking about their work habits, your work habits. Very important. If you are requesting a letter of recommendation, that's a different story. You need to email uh, the person or I'm sorry, the people that you are requesting a letter of recommendation from. Email them, 
remind them of who you are and or if your name has changed remind them of what your name was what year they took you took their class um something special that you did in class that will help them identify you and then ask respectfully for a letter of recommendation also in addition to a professor the supervisor of your perhaps student teaching or your practicum your any of your clinical experiences should be considered for a letter because they are aware of your teaching prowess and if you like or if you have worked an outside job the person who is the business owner of the uh, job that you worked on or your supervisor or your foreman ask them for a letter because they can say a lot about your punctuality um, your commitment to the job longevity even that's a good person if you are afraid that that person doesn't write a nice letter offer to uh, write it for them and um, with with their approval just ask them can I write it and show it to you and you can change whatever you like but important that you get three letters and um, that they are not three people from the same department <laughs> and that, that people can get a well-rounded view of who you are. Last but certainly not least, you will need a professional portfolio. The portfolio provides evidence that you can teach, that you are qualified, that you are certified, that you are organized. It is no longer optional. It is not just for art people who want to be art teachers or music majors. It is for everyone. I intend to record a segment primarily about portfolios and what to put in them and what not to include, but it is no longer optional. You will need an employment portfolio and it will make the case for you if you do it properly. That concludes this segment on the things that you're going to need, that your documentation. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. There will be future episodes dealing with all aspects of the job market and what you need to be taken seriously as an applicant for teaching. Please tell a friend about this. And if you really like this podcast, feel free to subscribe. We would love to hear from you. Thank you.